In this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I talk with Elisa Meredith about using Pinterest to increase e-commerce sales. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 150. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, the show that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow the e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Plesky, and I'm here today with Elisa Meredith. Elisa is the Pinterest product specialist and marketing manager at Tailwind. She's a speaker and teacher of topics Pinterest marketing and Pinterest ads. On this interview, we go really deep into using Pinterest to generate more traffic and orders for your e-commerce business. She has a ton of insights that I didn't know about Pinterest and were super interesting. You'll see me during the interview taking a lot of notes. A lot of these topics are things that were very new to me. She gets into a lot of new things as well on how to find um, new topics so you can create new boards, almost like Pinterest SEO, which I didn't know was something you could do. Also some new features like story pins she talks about and, re and really some Pinterest for different retailers uh, that were very surprising on who can actually use Pinterest. She reframes it in a very different way that I think a lot of people could find helpful. So let's go into the show and if you like it, leave a like, subscribe, and hopefully uh, this helps you. Thanks. So, hey, Alyssa, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing good. Love, love the topic. Um, we haven't talked about this actually. Oh, good. I think ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, you, I mean, right now, like, you know, you hear Instagram all the time, Facebook, mm -hmm. but you don't hear Pinterest coming up as much. And I think yeah. it it lends itself, though, to certain types of products. I think are really like the per like the Pinterest products. Um, so first, when you say kind of Pinterest, is it Pinterest marketing, would you call it or Pinterest? Like how would yeah. you even describe using Pinterest? Yeah, absolutely. Pinterest marketing. So just like Instagram marketing, Facebook marketing, any other kind of marketing, it, it's, it's a different beast, um, but has some similar benefits. Uh, and this year has been, well, as you know, unusual. <laughs> <laughs> to put it and to say the least yeah, yeah exactly um but it has been really reflected in pinterest and the way that people are using it so for example um they're up to 442 million monthly active users which is up 20 percent in just six months which is enormous for them wow yeah and the the number of people buying so the conversions on pinterest are, are up 3x since the start of the year so there's a tremendous potential for sales growth from pinterest um, and so i'm excited to talk about it yeah so you're saying the number of people buying mm -hmm. when you say buying are there people buying on pinterest or is it are you tracking people that came from pinterest and bought directly on like the shopping cart side right it's from pinterest to your site yep okay so uh attribution so it's up the attribution from Pinterest is all of a sudden way up. Three mm -hmm. X from the start uh, of the year alone. Yeah. And we haven't even hit peak holiday season yet. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're recording here. It's come out a little later, but we're recording about what a week before Thanksgiving. So mm -hmm. uh, we'll see how, when we talk in the future, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. once this comes out, but why do you think that is attributions three X for the year? Well, That's I mean, kind of it's, 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 yeah, it's reflected in, in a couple of things. So it's reflected in the usership. So with 442 million monthly active users, uh, last time I looked, which was 
the other day. It was 416. So just more people on it, but also people spending a lot more time on it. So the the idea with Pinterest is it's really not as much of a social network as it is a, a visual discovery engine. So people go on there to figure out like how to solve how to solve for a problem or how to make their life better. It's really like kind of the introverts network. It's not all about displaying who I am. It's about building a better me. So if you think about the situation we're in right now, where a lot of us, if we're fortunate, are, are working from home, helping kids do school uh, online, just trying to stay safe and sane, which is a tremendous challenge right now. So we're looking at ways to make our homes cozier, um, to do more cooking at home, right? And to have projects to keep ourselves and our kids uh, busy and reduce our stress. And all of that is really where Pinterest shines. Uh, but kind of on top of that, Pinterest is making shopping easier on Pinterest and kind of um, creating new new ways for people to shop and to share their products on Pinterest. Today's episode is sponsored by Drip. Drip is the world's first e-commerce CRM and a tool that I personally use for email marketing and automation. Now, if you're running an e-commerce store, you need to give Drip a try, and here's why. Drip offers one-click integrations for both Shopify and Magento. There's robust segmentation, personalization, and revenue dashboards to give you an overview of how your automation emails are performing. One of my favorite features of Drip is the Visual Workflow Builder. It gives you a super easy way to build out your automation world visually and see the entire process. It lets you get started quickly, but also build very complex automation roles. It's powerful, but also easy to learn, unlike a lot of email tools that offer the same type of automation. To get a demo of Drip today, you can go head over to drip.com BOE. That's drip.com B-O-E. Now, onto the show. Yeah, I think something about 2020 as well. People aren't going out. They're not going to restaurants and bars. So it's almost like shopping has become like the new pastime. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, I found myself just scrolling on like on like Amazon and just like, oh, top sellers. Maybe I'll just buy some, you know, like a, just like a funny ice cube tray or something. It was like bizarre stuff. And I'm like, why am I even <laughs> buying this right now? This didn't, doesn't yeah. make any sense. So yeah. I, I think that something people are just stuck at home and this is just what people, and Pinterest is great, right? Because on Amazon, you can only search so long for just like random products, but Pinterest, you can just like go forever, forever and like, yeah. <laughs> you can, if you don't even know what you're searching for, you can just start in the home feed and then you are down the rabbit hole and you may never come out. <laughs> yeah. I did that one day and I started the home feed and I went down and I was, and I went somewhere all the way down to, I was going to put, uh, in back of my bed, like old wood and make it look like this oh, yeah. like artisan and i was like ah, i got in a really weird i don't know how i got there but I, you can do that with pinterest so yes you sure can so then how are you actually linking that up with an e-commerce platform like what is like how do you go from just like hey i'm looking at like you know a new thing to put behind my headboard to or cooking recipe recipes to how do you link that with hey we have a product and we want to sell it yeah, so there are a couple of different ways you can do it. One way that's really popular is to have a blog, and to, so to create a pinnable image for your blog post, which you know a lot of people want that. They want the inspiration, but they also want the information. So it's not just like, don't just show me this cool thing. Teach me how to do it, right? So if you can share it in that way, and then link, of course, you link that image to the specific page so people can find what they want. That's that's really important. Another thing you can do is to hook up your catalog 
with your Pinterest account. And Pinterest will actually scrape your site every 24 hours and pull in all the updated product information. And when you do that and fulfill a couple of other little other requirements for, for your business, such as um, things you already probably have, like uh, your shipping and return policy and privacy policy and all that, you can apply to, um, for verified merchant status. When you do that, you get a little check mark on your profile, which kind of is a signal to people that, hey, this is a trusted merchant. You can feel good ordering from them. But it also helps get your products, which come in from your product feed, into some really desirable spots on Pinterest where people tend to buy more. So that, and that's a way that you can like just set it up once and it keeps current because of your inventory and your product feed. And that just scrapes your site. You don't need to actually, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter if you're using Big Commerce or Magento or wherever. You can just point yeah. to the site and it does its thing. Yeah. And it's, if you use Shopify, it's the easiest because there's an app that's an integration. Um, yep. Otherwise, you should be able to use, um, if you have a Google Shopping feed set up, that should work. No guarantees. <laughs> um, but yeah, that should work for you. Okay. So, and then that. So in Pinterest, there mm-hmm. is a description on the image, but it's very, um, it's very short, right? It's very terse. And then, but then you can link. You would just basically have a short description and read more, learn how to do this sort of thing. Like, you know, here's um, here's some home ideas. Learn how to actually implement these, and that links to a blog post of the top ten ways to do, you know, build this new shelf in your home, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you can do that. There's so the parts of a pin would be the image itself, right? Which um, you want to go for about a a one to two or a two to three ratio. Sorry. So that's like a a thousand pixels tall uh, wide by 1500 pixels tall. Sorry. Um, And then so the, the other parts would be your title. So that's what you mentioned. That would be your short kind of headline that you would add to it. And that's what is visible in the feed. Then there's also your description, which can be up to 500 characters. And that can be one to two sentences, uh, a little bit more about your product. And people are finding that that, that's not even always visible on your pins. So it's really more about uh, the SEO. So really count on your title doing the hard work for you. And so just tell people what they're going to get, kind of entice them to to visit that link without actually saying visit my link because that's just not helpful at all. <laughs> Another thing that's really um, important um, on your pin is to add some branding. So some subtle branding, whether it's a logo or your website URL. And text on image is important for a lot of a lot of people, not everybody. So for instance, if you have a living room, like a a lifestyle photo of a living room and you have all your products in it, you may not need to have a title on that, like a text on your image because it's obvious what it is. And then you can even tag that. So you can, when you're creating the pin, you can tag um, items in that pin and then create links for those individual items too. Um, but in other cases, like if you're linking to a blog post that teaches you maybe how to use a product that you're selling, you will want to use some very clear, concise copy, <clears throat> excuse me, to tell people like, why, sh- why should I click on this? What am I going to learn from it? So it might be like, um, five ways to use your grandma's old tablecloth. <laughs> it's a terrible example, but you get the idea that, that what they're going to see is the image, the text on the image, and your title. So give them, like, don't repeat everything in all three places, but give them, like, a concise idea of why they should click. And 
keywords are super important. So Pinterest is a number three search engine. So in terms of size and searches, there are an awful lot of searches going on there. So being really careful with your keywords and also where you save your pins. So um, people will sometimes ask, like, what kind of board should I have? So a board is where you're going to collect all your pins. And if you're using it for personal use, you know what I mean. Um, but for, for the business world, you have to think about SEO. So um, the title of your of your board, the description of your board, everything that you save into that board all needs to be cohesive. So it all needs to be relevant and to build a story for Pinterest, which is this is exactly the topic of this board. So rather than having like one, one giant board for everything, you want to really break it out by maybe um, shirts and tops or and dresses, handbags, shoes, pants, outerwear, and then even by style. So like hipster style or um, casual or cocktail outfits, you know, be very, very specific. And then think about when you're putting pins into those boards, what keywords are you using on the text on image, on the title and in the description that will kind of support that board itself and tell Pinterest, all right, we're being consistent here with the way we speak about this content so we can feel confident in how we serve up this this content to your followers and to people who search. Yeah. So that's actually interesting when I, I kind of said followers and people who search because mm-hmm. I, I guess even when I start thinking of Pinterest, you, I hear both search engine, but I hear follower at the same time. So I'm p- trying to figure out, is it more of like, Google, where I have to do a good job optimizing my page and my look and getting people to actually come there? Or is it more of like a Twitter where I have to get people to actually engage with, you know, our account? And, you know, if you have 10 followers (laughs) that no one's watching, like no one on Twitter, right? Like if you're using hashtags, no one's searching for anything. They're not really, right? But if you have, you know, a million followers, people see a message. Right. Opposite with Google, right? Yeah. So yeah, which one? Where does it fall? It's a little bit in between. So, yeah. um, so the way the way that works is you can have 10, 10 followers on Pinterest and still get a ton of traffic to your website from Pinterest because those who will see your pins are, are go way beyond just your followers. The reason why your followers are important is because Pinterest serves up your content to your followers first. Um, with the assumption that these should be the people most engaged with your content. Right. So if your followers are then engaging with your content, Pinterest sees that as a signal. Okay, this is really good content. I deserve it more. So it's really not not about like if I have a million followers, I'll I'll get, you know, (laughs) better traffic. It's more about if I have engaged followers, my content will likely go further. And -hmm. are you trying to is the play to get a lot of like a large set of these pages up and then just build like a library of them, right? Or is it get a larger following and then when you post a new one, it gets a quick hit, like a quick pop, um, right? Because on like a Facebook or a Twitter, you're trying to get that pop where you post it and all of a sudden you get 10,000 hits day one, but it just fades off versus, you know, SEO, Google, you might get, it might rank for the next five years, um, right. which... What does that fall? It's much closer to the Google end of things. So content which is relevant and remains relevant can still surface in search years later. I still have posts that do. Um, But it's not, and it really still is not about 
your followers as far as how many you have. Just making sure that what you're pinning is consistently engaging to those people who follow you. Um, one of the cool ways to know if you're doing that is to go into your um, Pinterest audience insights. So it's in analytics, audience insights, and anybody can do this. Um, you can look at all Pinterest users and then you can you can look at your audience and compare them. So if I do that for Tailwind, I'll see that um, my audience is quite a bit more likely to be interested in education than the typical Pinterest audience. So you can get these little hints as to, okay, what kinds of things does my, does my followership engage with? And I can see, let's see, my, the age range of typical Pinterest uh, follower is a little bit older than typical. So like using these yeah. insights to tell you who, who am I talking to on Pinterest? What do they want to know about? Um, can be really powerful for building that engaged audience. And of course, uh, the, another question we get is, do I need to have a separate personal and business Pinterest account? Cause nobody really likes switching between accounts. It's easier to do now, but it's still, it's still nobody really wants to do it. So what I've done, um, because I've been on Pinterest since the beginning, so I've tried everything and therefore messed up my account because what I did was I started personal, then business, and then kind of a mix, and then business. Um, <laughs> and what happened in that process is, okay, my my initial followers followed me because I was pinning about hairstyles or about home decor or about workouts. And then when I went all to business, and I was writing about Pinterest ads, nobody who followed me cared at all, right? Because they had followed me because they liked what I was sharing before about hair and food and whatever. Um, so just making sure that it, if, if you have a, a personal account, you want to, you know, make it into a business account, use it for business. If you already have quite a few followers, I wouldn't. I would just open a new account and start from there. Um, but you, what you can do is you can have secret boards for yourself. So that's what I do now. I still have all those boards that I had before. I just changed them to, to secret so that I can use them, but nobody else can see them. And they can't see what I pinned to them. Why would you want to have a secret board? Like, what does that help? Does that help with the business account to kind of just like, like yeah. drafts, like idea posts? Or uh, what do you do with that? Oh, I do it just for personal things that I'm interested in. So if I want to find a new oh. painting technique, I'll just save it to a, a person, like a secret board of mine. And that way okay. I'm not accidentally attracting followers who don't care at all about my marketing content. Because right? yeah, okay. what I want to do is be real consistent in the content that I'm sharing so that I'm getting people who, who really want that content. So be basically you always want to make sure if you're – if you're using your business account to actually kind of do your scrolling as well, don't do your pinning from that business account, right? Because that will show up in the feed. Just do it to a secret board and then it won't show up. Got it. <laughs> That's what I do. Okay. Yeah. No, I like that. That's a, Yeah. Because you probably, I'm guessing from the app, can't switch back and forth very easily. I know yeah, on like Twitter I, you can. Yeah. Maybe you can now, but I don't even bother because it's just, I just like it all together. Yeah. <laughs> Were you saying about the boards earlier? I kind of put a note mm -hmm. in there also um, to have those very specific categories. It almost yeah. sounds like you could map out the same similar categories to what's on your actual site, what's on your shopping cart. And basically, right, because the same, so if you're selling 
you know, men's ties, right? Like whatever the breakdown of that would be, you're going to have a pretty similar breakdown on the boards, I'm guessing. Does that kind of sound? Yeah, I think that's a great place to start. But I do think you're going to want to branch out from there and think about, okay, what other ways can I present these products that, that will appeal to people? Maybe the same people, maybe different people, but definitely a different search term. So if you're doing like silk ties, that's one thing, but you might also um, want to have a board for like great gifts for men. And then you'd put in that board, everything that was applicable to that topic. Oh, so you put them in both. So kind of the mm -hmm. same way you categorize in shopping cart, you'd have yeah. so two boards, but could have the same products or, yep. you know, sets similar products, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So an interesting thing about Pinterest, and I think especially um, applicable to e-commerce sellers, is that 87% of the searches on Pinterest are unbranded, or sorry, 97% of the searches on Pinterest are unbranded. And what that means is people are going there looking for running shoes, but they're not looking for Nike. Or even higher level than that and more common would be they're looking for running tips. So if you can grab the attention of somebody at a higher level of just looking for that inspiration and that help to get where they want to go, then they're more likely to find you and your products. And they're also likely to be a rather cold audience, right? So it's really great to use yeah. Pinterest to kind of build your retargeting audience to advertise elsewhere or to get them on your email list. Because if they come to you not having any idea who you are, it's a little bit harder to get the sale right from that initial click. Um, but with the traffic you can bring in from Pinterest, you can absolutely use it to build your list and you will get some sales as well, but also build your retargeting audience. Yeah. It sounds like a very top of the funnel play, right? Where mm -hmm. you build it, retire, and then just, yeah, push into the blog post. You probably wouldn't know at, uh, maybe you would know attribution and you could say everyone that came from, you know, redirect from Pinterest, let's send them this, um, retargeting yeah. sequence and just follow them around on, you know, Google and Facebook for the next year and do your thing. Um, yeah. Although, okay. I mean, there definitely are sales that come directly from Pinterest, but it may not be today, right? It might be in a month yep. because people on Pinterest plan way ahead. So this year, um, searches for holiday topics started taking off in April, which is, I mean, it's usually July. So <laughs> it happened a lot yeah. earlier, but July is still pretty early. So it basically follows the trend you would see, like if you went to, um, Michael's craft store and on the, on the end caps, you saw a certain holiday, you'd be like, okay, that's what I should be pinning on Pinterest right now. Cause that's what people are, are planning and are saving for. So they're really way earlier on in the buyer journey, right? Where, yeah. you know, I know as a buyer, me, like if I need a, a coffee cup, I'm basically buying it when I like, like I need a place to place my coffee, I'm going to buy this coffee. Like I'm doing it very short term. Mm -hmm. But I definitely know those people that kind of think Christmas decorations and it's like the middle of the summer and they're like just they come up with ideas yeah. like very early on. What am I make for Thanksgiving? And they're worrying about in July and just like they come up with these ideas. It's not me, but I know a lot of people and that sounds more like that Pinterest audience where they're yep. really planning and thinking. They are. Yeah. And another another great tool that is kind of my favorite Pinterest tool is is Pinterest Trends. That's available in the U.S. for the U.K. and for Canada. And what you can do with that, it's just trends.pinterest.com. And if you just enter your search term, it's going to tell you when those things are trending on Pinterest. It's also going to give you this week's top trends. So right now we've got 
Thanksgiving recipes, Christmas tree, Christmas DIY Christmas decorations, Harry Styles Vogue, Gogo Satoru, uh, a lot of Christmas stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then for different niches. So if you're in the fashion industry, there are other selections for you for food and drink, beauty, home, travel. Um, but you can also do your own search. So if you're selling, like, give me an example of something somebody's selling. So, uh, I mean, I'm selling that monitor over there, but that's probably not on Pinterest, I'm guessing, right? No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, so I, that's a, that is another question. What sort of things you should actually be looking for? Um, I'm picturing Pinterest like home decor, right? Like mm-hmm. new sheets for the bed, that sort of thing. Is that? Yeah, home decor is a huge topic on Pinterest, but so is travel. Right. And even entertainment is very popular on Pinterest. Um, recipes, of course, fashion. Uh, what are some things that yeah, are popular beauty. that I wouldn't wouldn't think of? Like, what are some other things where you, you kind of follow on Pinterest and you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming? Well, I think if you look at some of the success stories that Pinterest publishes, um, I've been a little surprised by the finance companies that oh. do really well. And I shouldn't be because if I look in... If I look again at um, audience insights, I can like see personal that. Personal finance? Yeah. Personal finance okay. or business finance. Yeah. So if I look at finance, yeah, the financial planning is really big, even banking and credit cards and investment. And the reason for that, it just follows along with all of Pinterest being a place to make your life better. So any way you can find to present your products or even your ideas as a way to improve someone's future, it's going to do well on Pinterest. What would you use for an image for those? I can't even picture from sort of like just like piles of money. Like what would you? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it's like an image dot search place. Yeah, it, it is. So like a piggy bank or piles of money are very done, right? But what you can do instead is to paint that picture of what what you're going to share with them is going to result in. So maybe it's a family on vacation or a happy retired couple or, you know, it's it's showing that result that allows people to see, okay, if I get this thing or I, or I take on this idea or this service, then this can be my life. Okay. That's, I would not have seen that coming. Yeah, so, not, so it doesn't need to be visual. So it needs, so like my thought going into this was like visual assets were a requirement, but it sounds like they're just like, they're just a piece of it, um, but not even, not even required. Right, right. I mean, ultimately, if you can take your own photos, um, especially when thinking about e-commerce, you want to think about lifestyle photos. They tend to convert much better than just a, a, a picture of an item on a white background. You know, you can still do those, but more likely an original photo that you've taken of a life, an appealing lifestyle has to be professional quality, but it doesn't have to be absolutely perfect. Um, That's going to do a lot better than like grabbing a stock image or, or um, an image from your manufacturer and just slapping it, slapping it up there. Um, But one thing people might want to consider too is video. Uh, Pinterest is really invested in video and they don't have to be long and they don't have to be perfect. So there's one I use in a, in a webinar that I do and it's, it's just, it's a nice cover photo and that's important, right? Because they're, you want people to see kind of that text on image as they're scrolling through the feed, but it's just, okay. A cover photo of a, 
with a homemade lava lamp. And, and the video is just a little boy at a kitchen table making this homemade lava lamp. And that's all it is. And any of us could do that. So even when it comes to your products, like show it in use, you can do yep. that. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, I was picturing when you're saying that, like um, Yeti, right? Like they're coffee mugs. You know, you're uh, not just showing a coffee mug on white background. It's showing some guy out fishing and like the exactly. woods, like at a campfire. Like it's very engaging and kind of it shows you where the product will be used and not just the white background sort of thing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and you'll see oh. a lot of um, a lot of TikTok videos repurposed on on Pinterest. <laughs> yeah. Worlds co worlds colliding. I know, right? So I think that's really they can be effective because on TikTok you are telling a story. And yeah. on, on Pinterest, it's the same kind of thing. So I guess if I were, and I, I have tried it for um, some paintings, uh, I think it would have done better if I had taken the time to add a cover photo, right, to give a little more context for what this is. Because in my case, anyway, I, I would think looking at it, you would think, oh, here's a tutorial on how to do this certain method of painting. Um, when what I might be wanting to do as an online retailer is sell the painting, <laughs> right? So, so you want to give that context and the way you can do that is in your title or in text on image, um, on yeah. a cover photo for your video. Yeah. When you were saying earlier, so trends.pinterest.com, what's mm -hmm. trending, but are you also using that to see when you start and you're in the idea phase to see what's popular, what you should even be like the idea phase of what should I use my titles, which I use my descriptions. Can you search for both yeah. or where you come up with that piece? Yeah. So that piece would be like, let's do, let's do, um, Turkey. I'm going to see what, <laughs> what's coming up. So, all right, we've got Turkey recipes oven. Okay. So I'm seeing, all right, obviously that, well, that peaked last year. 1st of December, week ending December. So it was, it was Thanksgiving week. Um, but if I wanted to compare, all right, which search term do I want to use? Do I want to use Turkey recipes oven or is there yeah, something exactly. better? So yep. then it gives me related terms. So I've got Turkey recipes, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving recipes, Thanksgiving Turkey recipes, and I can select a number of them and compare, uh, and see like which has the best, the most traffic or the most searches. So and you're looking uh, at store, so the official can last, you're looking year over year, 12 months ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the last year. So obviously things were different with COVID, but, um, for things like this, it should be pretty consistent. Um, so Thanksgiving recipes started starting really trending September, mid September. Um, Thanksgiving recipes is the highest volume for search, but if you wanted to get more specific, like, Turkey recipes Thanksgiving would also be a better choice than turkey recipes oven or Thanksgiving turkey recipes. So it gives you some ideas and then there's an easy way to like look at the other pins that come up in that search. So if I'm going to look at turkey recipes, which one was that? Turkey recipes Thanksgiving, I can look and see, wow, there's a lot of like turkey colored pins. <laughs> so we have like <laughs> that orangey brown color. Um, yep. and I'm looking to see, does anything catch my eye? Uh, yeah, I know that what I don't want is a pin that is primarily orangey brown in color because it looks like everything else on the page. Um, so you want so to look different. You want to look different. 
Yeah, the one there's you, one that caught my eye. It was very green. Um, everything in it was green. <laughs> let's say you're going for that popular search term, right? Like turkey recipes. Is the play to try to is there a way to try to rank higher, right? Like who shows up first? Like how do you even know who shows up first? Or is the play to say, you know what? Like I'm kind of like Google, right? Like if personal finance, like I'm not going to show up number one. Let's just give up on that. Let's go for some super long tail personal finance for, you know, like left-handed carpenters or something just like so odd <laughs> that like, you're like, I, I get this. I got it. And even though there's only 10 searches a month, you're like, I got this. You know, right, which, right. What saying. are people doing there and how do you move up the rankings? Yeah, I think you probably want to do a mix. So when we talked about how you can save one pin to a couple different boards, um, you can also create a couple different images to appeal to different searchers. So I would go for both, right? So go for the big one. Why not? Like make it a beautiful <laughs> image. Make sure that you're standing out um, in your design and you'll be able to tell. Just look at the search and think what would be the opposite of what everyone else is doing. Um, and then just be really consistent with your keywords consistent from the page you're linking to, right? So they do look at your content on your website. So they look at the title, the description, and the body copy. So but make sure you It matches the pit. Yes. You want to kind of match, match the pin, right? Okay. Yeah. You've got to match the text on your image because they actually do read the text on your image. Um, like the, they, inside like a, I'm sorry, inside like a JPEG, they're going to search. Yeah. If there's text, okay, wow. Yes, yeah. So another thing there is obviously you want people to be able to read it. So having very clear, easy to read text, not too scripty. Um, but Pinterest also can't read super scripty fonts. So if you use a scripty font, use it for something that's not a keyword. Unless you're just like, I don't care, design's my thing, then go ahead. But you know, it is a, it is one factor. There are just there are a lot yeah. of factors. But just keep everything consistent um, as much as you can from from pin to page and back again um, so that that will help you that will give you something of an advantage um I'm trying to think what else so the engagement level of your followers is going to influence how how much your content is shown and then everybody sees something a little bit different so they they learn about you they learn about me they learn about what kind of content we like and uh, what we're most likely to engage with and that's what they'll serve up to us okay so then Page one isn't like, it's not the same way Google, like personal finance. If I search for it, if you search for it, we're both going to see similar-ish results, theoretically. This yeah, is more it's... turkey recipes, like we're going to, me and you are going to see completely different recipes when we search on Pinterest. Yeah, I mean, no, probably not completely, but but different. Yeah, so if okay. if I tend to engage more with uh, story pins or with videos, I'm going to see a lot more of that in my feed. Anytime I click on a story pin, it seems like that's all I see from then on. Um and then, yeah, you're probably more likely to see content from people you follow. So that's an impact. It has an impact as well. Um, yeah. So this is really a blend of a search. It really elements of both yeah. a search engine and a social network, it sounds like, right? Because yeah. like search engines, we all kind of see similar things with social networks, like my Facebook feed and yours are just different, right? Like this yeah. sounds like an odd blend of both, pretty much in almost every it, yeah, it kind of is, which is why I think it's so interesting. Uh, and we haven't even talked about story pins. So Pinterest recently... I don't, I don't know what a story pin is, so you have to... Oh, okay. <laughs> so a story pin is meant to be consumed right on Pinterest. And, and it consists of usually a combination of, of images and videos in one pin. Um, and it's like a sequence that you follow. Um, and there is no link from a story pin to your website. So the idea is strictly engagement. Um, 
And it was very puzzling content came out because it's like, well, Pinterest is about traffic. That's why we use it. That's why we like it. What are they yeah. like? What are they doing? Um, Pinterest had a creators festival a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I think it was the co-founder talked about how they're making a change. So they they want to see a change on Pinterest where um, where people are getting to know content creators. So they even said things like you deserve more than a double tap, which was like a direct <laughs> comment on Instagram stories, right? Yeah. So our stories never disappear. They're always here. Um, and it's it's an interesting move. Um, and I think time will tell, you know, how, how people feel about that and if that's what they want the platform to be. Uh, but that's definitely what Pinterest wants. They want, they want pinners, like regular people, you and me, searching on Pinterest to start to connect on the platform with content creators. So that's what story pins are meant for. They're also meant as a way for people who don't have a website, don't have a blog to tell a story directly on Pinterest. And I think that could be the more interesting angle for an e-commerce seller. If, like if they don't want to have a blog, they can build a story pin and tell the story of their product and what that product can do for you in this multi-frame option that Pinterest is really invested in right now. So they tend to show up a lot <laughs> in your search. What, yeah. Yeah. Usually any of these social networks, when they want to push a feature, that just yep. automatically ranks higher. Like if yeah. they want, and like, that's how they get more engagement with a new feature. They just say, Hey, you know, we're big into story pins right now. Yeah. That's going to, if Do you it. put up a story pin, it's going to rank abnormally high. So just right. knowing what they're trying to push, I think is always kind of like secret on here's what's ranking today. Just if you look at what, yeah. yeah. Just whatever they're focusing on, I should focus on because they're going to, you know, everything else is going to push down, the boards are down, the stories are up. And yeah. that seems to be like the play. Yep. And it has been in beta for quite a while and it is not available to everyone. I don't have them yet. A lot of people don't have them. Uh, some people had oh, them and okay. they went away, which is kind of normal with beta. But if you if you are an online seller, especially if you set up your store and your verified merchant status, I mean, absolutely go and apply for them. You can just Google apply for Pinterest story pins and I will give them a try for sure. Okay. Interesting. So apply for it. So you still have to, so as of right now, about Thanksgiving-ish, you still have to apply, but do they give mm -hmm. any guidance on when it's actually coming out? No, although I have seen that by the end of the year, people uh, outside of the U.S. will also be able to apply. Okay. So well, I don't know what that means for, for the rest of us who don't have it in the U.S. We'll see. Okay. Huh. All right. That is super helpful. I think, uh, yeah, I think you... If you have media education in Pinterest, I did not know a lot oh, of these nice. things, um, <laughs> especially the personal finance. That one, that was just a surprise. I love those ones wow, where right? just like you wouldn't think of, and just reframing it, right? Where that it's not photos, it's like improving yourself. And I think that's a good yep. way of people when they're thinking like, hey, I have this product and, you know, maybe it's just, it, they've kind of passed by Pinterest in the past, but now they want to reevaluate and say, maybe I could just reframe my product in a way that makes it so... It's not just showing images, but it's you know self improvement, and that's a whole different way of looking at it as a platform. Absolutely, and if you're wondering, like, is my product on there? You can absolutely just go search your keywords. Yeah. And see, because you'll you'll see like Bank of America is advertising on there. You'll see car companies advertising on there, yep. and, and when you see that money behind it, <laughs> you know there's probably yeah. a good reason for it. Yep. Good. Yeah, okay. and another Thanks. thing you can do too is um, if. People might be like you might have traffic from Pinterest and like not know why. <laughs> so, 
So I've seen it before. You, can... you yeah, you look at analytics and you're like, where is this coming from? Who? Like... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not pinning on Pinterest, but that's how yeah. a lot of people get into it. They're like, I'm not putting any effort into it, but I'm getting all this traffic. What would happen if I actually put some effort into it? So yep. if you do a search, um, Pinterest.com forward slash search, I mean source, and then you do um, www dot your URL, you'll see what people are pinning from your site. Oh, okay. So that's, yeah, helpful. I think, yeah, I think everyone with a rel with any sort of traffic looks and somehow they, they see like, no matter who you have some traffic from Pinterest and I never knew how you actually find that. So pinterest.com slash source, and then you put your URL and it tracks it down. Yep. It's, and it's right, right. This second is not working for me. So hopefully it will come <laughs> back. It was the other day. So yeah. Okay. Just give it a try. All right. Well, yeah. I will link to that and hopefully that comes back alive. So yeah, cool. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. That was super helpful. Okay. Um, Great. If people want to kind of see, so if, a little bit about Tailwind real quick. If people want to see what you're working on there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So so um, what I'm working on now is half um, a new product that we have or a new tool that, that is in our suite. It's called Tailwind Create. And it is the fastest, easiest way to create gorgeous images for Pinterest. So it's specifically oh. made with best practices in mind. Um, and what you do is you grab the URL of your product or your blog post, you pop it in there and we will we'll scan the page for you, pull up all your images in that page. Um, we'll pull out the title for you, which you can obviously change. And then you hit, or you can upload photos or you can choose stock photos, hit this little magic button and it's gonna generate thousands of pin ideas for you. And then you can select a couple that you like, tweak them a little bit, and then immediately send them to your schedule. So they'll go out to Pinterest. That's a good one. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's one of the toughest things where you're sitting there in Photoshop and you're like, uh, oh. trying to type up random, come yeah. up with a font and just like, yeah. So you guys, you basically point to URL and it just comes up with how many images? Thousands, thousands okay. of images. So it's it's really fun, really great. And then if thousands is too many for you, which, you know, can be a lot, <laughs> you can filter it by different ideas. So the type of content you have, the industry that yeah. you're in or the type of pin design that you want. Um, we're coming out with some seasonal designs right now. Um, it's just really fun uh, and and people are loving it. So uh, I encourage you to try it out. So if you go to tailwindapp.com and get a, a free trial, you'll be able to use that that Tailwind Create as well. So just create cool. them, schedule them, go. Yeah, that's a good one. I feel like when we're even um, scheduling like blog posts, just like that time of looking for images and like, you write the blog post and you're like, oh, I gotta do images. And oh, it no, takes, okay. yeah, there's like this extra time at the end of, Yeah. that's very cool. All right, yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, we'll definitely drop a link to that in the show notes. And Thank uh, you. yeah, appreciate you coming on today. Thanks, it was super helpful. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me.